The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome. Salutations. What's crack a <laughs> Anyway, I'm Ashley. And I'm Sierra. And this is your Weekly, Weekly Dose of Wicked. people welcome to your weekly dose of wicked so glad you could join us on this beautiful wednesday always excited for you to be here with us why are you not talking um i was texting our servant boy tyler <laughs> and asking him to get a sweet and sour sauce for my fries good luck why because he always forgets the sauces remember when he had to go to harris Dinner and buy me honey mustard yes we're having a lovely recording day, and we just sent Ashley's husband to go get us McDoubles. Because <laughs> we're hungry Mm-mm. from our slaving away. Yes. Even though recording. it's not a mealtime. It's not a mealtime, <laughs> yes. He was quite, he's like, it's 2.30. It's not a mealtime. It's a snack. McDonald's is not a snack. It is. Eh, disagree. Disagree. Anyway, so glad you guys can join us on this beautiful Wednesday. Um, I think October's officially over, right? Yeah, that's sad. It's November first today. Wow. Hmm. Wow. But I mean, yesterday was Halloween. Oh yeah, I bet that was fun. I'm sure it was a great time. I'm sure it wasn't. I hate Halloween. Ashley, what? There's nothing wrong with Halloween. Don't be that way. It's just a creepy holiday. I think. I mean, you get candies from strangers. It's an unsafe holiday. And you got to talk to people that you don't know. Don't take candy don't from like strangers, that. except for on October 31st when we go door to door and take candy from strangers. You remember last year? We talked about the Halloween killer. Mm-hmm. If you missed that, go listen to it. Well, we had multiple Halloween killers. Yeah, two different ones. Mm-hmm. But one of them was poisoning candy. One of them was poisoning candy, yep. And the other one was shooting oh. people at their door. Ugh. Mm-hmm. That is true. And you got to dress up. And you got to be outside in the cold. I don't like the cold. It's not always cold, though. It just depends. But yeah, Halloween is a crazy time. For sure. <laughs> I don't know why you think it's funny. It's not funny. Ashley's cat is attacking me again. He wasn't. He was attacking the dust in the air. He was attacking my hand. No, it was the dust in the air. He's watching my hand. I don't think he is. Okay, whatever. Anyway, what else we got going on in the world of Weekly Dose of Wicked, Ashley? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. So you guys can head on over to www.patreon.com forward slash weekly dose of wicked. Join the Patreon. Woo! Get you some bonus episodes every month, as well as ad-free episodes. Lots of fun over there. Lots going on during the party. It is a party indeed. Head on over to all your social medias. Find us, like us, follow us, subscribe, do all the things. Give us ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. You know the drill at this point. Uh, tell your friends about Weekly Dose of Wicked. Or anyone. It anyone. Your friends. It doesn't have to be your friend. Tell your waitress. Tell your gynecologist. Yeah, tell your dentist. Yeah, there you go. Tell the cashier at the grocery store. Anyone. 
Anyone anybody. Indeed. Tell one, tell all. All right, so is that it? I think that's it. I think we can probably jump into our case because we don't have a lot going on right now. Alrighty. Oh, no, it doesn't matter. Never mind. Okay, I'm going to tell you anyway. Okay. I'm going to give a shout out here. Okay. Okay, so we went to PodFest last year, right? Mm -hmm. We're going to go again this year, so hint, hint, join the damn Patreon so we can pay for it (laughs) because it's expensive. Um, So we went to PodFest last year. Remember, we met awesome people, right? Yeah. Okay, so you know how I've been having a lot of health issues. I've been Uh going to the doctor, Uh and they said I needed to get on a better sleep schedule. Like, that was one of the main things they said I needed to do because I'm going to be honest with you people, I don't sleep. I have, like, a horrible time getting to sleep at night. I have a hard time staying asleep. I can function on... See, and I say, like, I can function on a few hours of sleep because I can. Like, I can literally go to sleep for, like, three or four hours and function. But, like, I'm not functioning well. Right. And it's not healthy. So, anyway, that was one of the main concerns we had. They suggested that I, like, listen to sleep podcasts, right? Tell me mm-hmm. get to sleep. And I was like, oh, yeah, I do. I listen to, like, true crime to fall asleep, <laughs> which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But I said the biggest issue I have is that I have, like, my AirPods. I fall asleep with them in. They hurt my ears, right? Mm-hmm. So, I... They told me I should get a headband. Have I told you about my headband? No. So they told me I should get a headband. They make these headbands that you sleep in. And they're like very comfortable. And they have like a little thing on your forehead. It has like play, volume, like all the controls are on your forehead. And they have these little built-in speakers. And instead of being like directly on your ears, they're kind of behind your ears. So it's not like causing you hearing issues. Mm-hmm. But it's just like a nice way for you to sleep comfortably in headphones. And then also mine like auto shut off. So they're not, like, playing all night. Interesting. If that makes sense. So anyway, I got them on Amazon. They're, like, 15 bucks. So I've been doing that since my last doctor's appointment. I've been listening to, like, the sleep meditation podcast. So typically they put me to sleep in minutes, and they're fabulous. Mm-hmm. Last night, though, I was having a really hard time falling asleep, probably because I was looking into my case from last week of right. the, the Longo family. Um, so anyway, last night having a really hard time falling asleep. So I put on my sleep podcast. <clears throat> I'm laying there. I've got to find a new sleep podcast. Why? Because I've been listening to this podcast. So I just initially was like, all right, sleep podcast. I found one. It's been great. Puts me to sleep in minutes. So last night I'm listening to it and it's like very, you know, calming. And it's like, settle down. Time for sleep. I'm Katie Kremitzo. And this is your, and I was like, oh my God, it's Katie Kremitzo. Like I was like, <laughs> I can't even sleep now. I've got to listen to the whole thing because I was so excited. Right. So you know who Katie is. Right. So Katie Kremitzo, Chris Kremitzo does PodFest. And then his wife, Katie Kremitzo, like they do PodFest together. So like we met her in Orlando. And I've been listening to this podcast for weeks. And I just never even paid attention to who was hosting it. And I think just because it puts me to sleep so quickly, like I didn't really recognize her voice. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that I've ever heard her introduce herself or that I've like subconsciously heard her introduce herself. So I listened to the whole thing last night, though. (laughs) Didn't put me to sleep because I was so excited. That was Katie Kermitzo. Well, but now that the excitement is over. Maybe. Maybe we'll have to see. Go back to putting But I was like so excited. And I was like, oh my God, I've got to look at this. And I was like, no shit. It really is. Yeah. So, I mean, makes sense. Because I knew she did meditation podcasts. Right. So it makes sense. I was thinking she did yoga, but no, meditation is right. No, it's meditation. But yeah, so it's like sleep meditation for women is the podcast that I was listening to. I should probably get it right. Let me see. Um, yeah. Sleep meditation for women. That's funny. And it was called, I don't know which one I listened to last night. I just like randomly pick one. But yeah, I like scrolled down and I was like, no shit. It's <laughs> Katie Kermit. So yeah, I was super excited. So I know she doesn't listen to our podcast, but shout out to Katie. <laughs> She's the sweetest person. She might listen. I doubt it. 
We're yeah. not that cool. Well, probably not. She's super nice, though. She is really nice. Really, really super helpful, too. Yeah, she is awesome. An awesome, awesome lady. I mean, her and Chris both, but, like, I don't know. She's just very, like, down to earth. She was very helpful to us. Like, she even messaged us after PodFest about, like, editors and stuff. So, I don't know. I just thought it was, like, small world. I was like, I pick... I Google sleep podcast, I pick one, and then that's who's it is. Right, that's funny. And I never even listened, like, to who, I didn't pay attention to, like, who was actually hosting it. So, anyway, that's my little off-topic little rant. <laughs> if you guys need help going to sleep, you should get a headband set of headphones for 15 bucks on Amazon. Yeah. That's interesting. I've never heard of those. <sighs> yeah. Me neither, until my doctor told me I should get them. <laughs> well, good. So. So you've been sleeping more than three hours? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Good. Most nights. It just depends on the night. You're still pretty crappy, so. I'm having a grumpy day. I'm still allowed to have grumpy days just because I was <laughs> sleeping. I know. I was just making fun of you. I mean, I went to bed late last night, but I mean, I got probably like six hours of sleep. No, that's double what you normally get. It's not normal. I typically, you make it sound like I'm freaking, this is why they think I'm manic, Ashley. <laughs> Um, I wasn't at the doctor's appointment to make them think that, so. Okay, because you make it sound like I just, like, never sleep. It's not the case. I just, there are sometimes where I'll go, like, three or four days without not sleeping at all, but I just won't get a good night's sleep. Like, I'll have a lot going on, so I'll stay up and, like, record or research a case until four in the morning, and then I got to get up at eight with kids, so I only slept for four hours. And then, like, the next night, I need to catch up on laundry. And so I'll go like multiple days where I'll only get like three or four hours of sleep and then I have to recoup. Right. I mean, it's not like I just don't ever sleep. Don't I understand. ever sleep. I mean, I don't understand because I don't have that problem. I yeah. sleep. I put my worries aside. I got to sleep. No, I don't. I have a really hard time shutting down at night. I, I have, have things really... to do. That sucks. I'll do them tomorrow. I have a really hard time shutting my brain off though too. Right. I don't have that. Like that's the thing. It's because like I'm laying there and I just have all of these thoughts like running through my head right so all right well now that we went off on that tangent we can go ahead and jump into the case i just wanted to share that because i forgot about it until just this moment okay all right well i'll jump in then all right let's do it Paige burkfield was living a picture perfect life she was in her 30s married to rob dixon and together they had three young children they had settled down in grand junction colorado and were doing very well for themselves they lived in a beautiful million dollar home and had nine supercars Supras, like... No, supercars. Like, fast sports cars. Supercars. Okay. Um, they, Paige, loved to throw lavish parties, and they're both known for their philanthropic tendencies. So, I'm picturing Emily Gilmore with her fancy parties all the time for, like, mm -hmm. good causes and charities and stuff. That's yes. what I'm thinking here. Okay. But life was not as perfect as it seemed. Rob's business that supported their lavish lifestyle began having some financial problems. He made some very risky investments that did not pan out, and that caused the business to um, have that take that. I don't know what I was saying there, but anyways, the business suffered. To continue to keep up with their lifestyle, he had to drain his personal savings account. Paige's family says that when tensions started rising due to his financial issues, he took out his frustrations on Paige. He began having a horrible temper, which led to many fights, but they were mostly verbal. That is, until October of 2005, when a 911 call was placed by Paige, claiming physical abuse from Rob towards her and one of their children. What? I just really am having an issue with this. Why? Recording batches. Why? 
Because my case was on financial hardship and a family. Well, and now yours is on financial hardship and a family. I just feel we're like just we're too in sync. We are. Like, I, it's been weeks upon weeks upon weeks that, like, our cases have been very similar. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. <clears throat> okay. I'm sorry that we have the same brain. Okay. I wonder what our moon faces are. I don't know how to find those, so I don't know. <laughs> you just type in your birthday. Moon face. Is it like an image? Yeah. I see nothing. Oh my gosh, go to this website, astroseek.com. Okay. Should be like the fourth one down. What is your moon face? I'm waiting for it to load. Okay. I don't think we have similar moon faces. Uh, waning crescent. Mine's a waxing crescent. So, so like opposite? opposites. So what does that mean? I don't know. Hmm. Me and Tyler are opposites, too. Okay. Opposite signs are considered to have a natural attraction to each other. No but wonder also I think you're a so natural hot. tension. Also why we fight a lot. <laughs> As they represent opposite energies and ways of being, it is thought that the opposite moon sign can offer a balance to one's emotional nature and can help bring out different aspects of one's personality. Oh, okay. I like it. Yeah, so we're the same, but also opposite. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Okay, so anyways. So everything was well until October 2005 when a 911 call was placed by Paige claiming physical abuse from Rob towards her and one of their children. Rob was arrested for domestic abuse, child abuse, and assault. Rob took a plea deal and was sentenced to attend anger management. That's all he got. Which okay. is pretty crazy. So the two did separate, and after that, Rob's life took even more of a dive. He had to claim bankruptcy for his business, and his reputation in the in the community has been ruined. After their divorce, Rob decides that he needs a fresh start, and he moves to the East Coast. Paige stays in Grand Junction and raises her children by herself. Paige now has to be creative on how to support her children and keep the luxurious lifestyle they are all accustomed to. So she decides to start her own business. She opens a dance studio, which was doing relatively well, but not quite enough. She starts selling Pampered Chef, and she also starts selling baby slings to supplement her income. Okay. Real go-getter. She is. So with these three businesses, she was able to support her family while still being able to spend time with them. Things started to get better, but for some reason, she just couldn't shake that feeling that something bad was going to happen to her. She would often tell her family and friends how she just felt that Rob was going to come back and ruin it all. She felt like he was going to hurt her and take the kids. She became increasingly paranoid, and her family and friends didn't really trust Rob. But he also willingly left them to go to the other side of the country. So they didn't think he was quite the threat that Paige thought he was. Paige had began speaking with her ex-husband, Ron Beekler. Ron was Paige's high school sweetheart. Right after graduation, the two got married, but it did end relatively quickly. Paige dreamed of raising a family, and Ron did not share those desires. And ultimately, that did cause a divorce. But after Paige's second divorce, she and Ron had reconnected. Okay. On June 28th of 2007, they decided to meet up halfway between them in Eagle, Colorado, which was about two hours away. They enjoyed a nice picnic lunch together and spent their time talking, hanging out, catching up. But after that, um, Paige would make her way home, and no one saw her again. When Paige was not home that evening, when she was supposed to be, her kids tried to call her, but couldn't get in touch, which was very unusual for Paige. She always left her phone on and was always readily available for her children. They were the, I mean, the most important things in her life. Right. 
So the kids called their dad because they didn't know what else to do. Rob tried getting in contact with Paige, but he was very, um, he was also unsuccessful. The next morning, Paige's oldest child and the nanny went to the police to report her missing. Not long, Ron also, oh my gosh, Rob, right? Rob is the father? I have no idea. Yes, Ron. I'm having a hard time keeping up. Is Ron the ex-husband? <laughs> yeah. Ron is the first husband. Okay. And Rob is the father. Okay. Second husband. So, Rob called the police and reported her missing as well. Okay. Um, she was last seen with Ron. Yes. Okay. So, they started with Ron, since he was the last person that she was Makes seen sense. with. Um, Ron was very cooperative. He told the police everything he knew, what they had done that day. They met up, had a picnic, hung out. She went home, called him on her way home to see how he was making out on his trip. Good. I'm doing good. That was all. He turned over all of his phone records to prove that he was telling the truth, and he was cleared as a suspect. They spoke with family and friends, and they the family said that they should check into Rob, the father of the children. Paige had been worried about him doing something to her and the kids, so they didn't think that it was really that unlikely. So they checked into Rob, but he had an alibi. He was in Pennsylvania, and he was cleared as well. Okay. So where was Paige? She wouldn't have left her kids. Right. Her kids were her whole world. There was no way that she would abandon abandon them. The police didn't really know where else to look, and then they got a break on July 1st. A 911 call came in that a car was on fire in an empty parking lot. They did end up identifying this car as it belonged to Paige Brickfield. Now they knew 100% that foul play was involved, and she did not just disappear. Um, her body was not inside the car. Some weird things that they noticed about her car was that the driver's seat was pushed all the way back. But Paige was a relatively short lady. She only was um, five foot four, so she would not have been driving with the seat all the way back. So that means someone else was in her car. They also found her planner was in the trunk, which wasn't burned at all. Everything else in the car was, but her planner was not. That's weird. And the last four days have been torn out of the book. Okay. Well, I mean, we already knew this was foul play. Well, yeah, but it wasn't confirmed. Okay, but yeah, people don't just run off to start new lives, except for that one time that Robert Hoagland did. Right. That was the one exception. Never again. I mean, it doesn't happen. No. Unless they're guilty of something. Um, a huge search party started involving the whole community for Paige's remains. The search party continued for weeks. Dogs were brought into the area that they found their car, and they tracked her scent to the riverbank, and the scent stopped there. Okay. On July 14th, about two weeks later, 15 miles away from where her car had been found, some belongings were found. Strown across Highway 50 was her credit cards, blank checks, insurance cards, and some business cards. Hmm, interesting. But even with all of these searches, they were not able to locate Paige. After looking more closely through her belongings, they did find some intriguing business cards. One for an escort service. Seemed kind of odd to investigators, so they looked more into it. Turns out Paige had been working as an escort and going by the name Carrie. That is interesting. Well, that is. And she actually had her own escort business. That she started in 2005 called Models Incorporated. Hmm. They just thought like this was super strange because normally, I mean, people of that socioeconomic status are not escorts. Right. So they really dug into this. So they spoke with her close family and her friends and no one knew about it. 
They did tell the police that Paige, previously in her life, had worked as a stripper. And, but as far as they knew, that was in the past. Um, they looked at her phone records to track down her clients and employees, but they weren't having huge success. Uh, they did find that the day that she disappeared, she had 20 phone calls from one of her clients. His name was George. And five phone calls from one named Jim. Uh, both of these names are aliases. But um, they managed to track them down. George had left town very shortly after her disappearance, which immediately showed some red flags. But he did have an alibi for the time that she disappeared, and the trip that he went on was pre-planned. Jim turned out to own the store that was directly across the street from where her car was found. Oh, that's interesting. It is interesting. Okay. And now we're going to go for an ad. Okay. Do-do-do-do. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Do-do-do-do. And we're back. Do we need a recap? Uh... Paige is an escort. She has her own escort business. She's got these two guys. One of them had a pre-planned trip, George. Other one's Jim. And the car was found directly across the street from his place of work. There you go. Good job, Sierra. I was paying I attention. I don't think you were paying attention to that while you've been on your phone the whole time. Um, I am looking for Instacart orders. Because oh. I'm poor. I need to go Instacarting when we're done recording. So I've seen if, you know. Gotcha. There's anything going on in the world. Gotcha. There's not, if anyone cares. <laughs> Also, I just noticed that we are recording in the dark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not dark. It's 2.30 in the afternoon, but, like, we don't have any lights on. Right, but there's no lights on in here. Why don't we turn the light on? Um, when we first started recording, the sun was... Very bright. ...still rising from the east. <laughs> and <laughs> okay, it is now <laughs> above the house going west. So that is why. Because this window is an east-facing window. Oh, thank you. Does the sun rise from the east or I pull that on my ass? I think it does. I think it does. That sounds right. Okay. The sun does rise from the east. Okay. Good job. Well, that's okay. We're, we'll continue in the dark. That's why we have no lights on, though, because it was very bright. Because it was... Sorry. It was um very bright. It was, like, shining in that window, blinding me. Yeah, and now it's kind of dark. And now it's on top of the house, so there's not as much light. <laughs> oh, well. Anyway, continue. Okay. The phone that Jim had used to contact her had been bought just two days prior and was a burner phone. The only calls on the phone had ever made were to Models Incorporated and from Models Incorporated. Interesting. Um, there was um, some video footage of a man buying this phone. Okay. So they did end up figuring out who it was. And he did not have an alibi for when they went missing. Okay. Or from when she went missing. Um, so this was their only suspect. So looking into him, Jim was actually Lester Jones, who had a criminal record for sexual assault, kidnapping, and domestic violence towards his, um, wife, and had spent several years in prison. They spoke with him, and he says that he was a client of Paige's, but only a couple of times. Um, they searched his workplace, and they had found handwritten notes about sex workers, contact information, and what bra sizes they wore, 
and what sort of sexual acts each one would do. Because, you know, they have some of them will do different things. Right. I know we're already kind of in the hot seat because uh, we got that comment on YouTube about being inappropriate. Um, But I just really like that his name's Lester. It's like Lester, well, he's not, Lester the molester. Right, but he's not the victim, so. I know. We're not making fun of him. I know. Just what that comment on YouTube said. We weren't making fun of the victim. No, we weren't. But I guess it could come off that way. I can see how it came off that way, but I don't know. I just try not to. Uh, it's probably poor. Probably should have been edited out. Maybe we should get a better editor. <laughs> Maybe. But, you know, we live and we learn. All I can think of is Lester. Lester the molester. And you're like, yeah, he's a sex offender. Yeah, he was a molester. Yeah. It's an appropriate name. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was. Um, they also found some bras at his work that were not his wife's, and they were the um, same size that Paige wore. And a stash of Viagra. So it was not confirmed that these bras were Paige's, but they were the same size as hers. Okay. But they didn't really find anything in particular to help them with Paige's case. They brought those dogs back out, this time with Lester's scent, and they alerted to his scent being in the front seat of Paige's car. Uh, with the car being burnt, there was no DNA or fingerprints to prove that he had been in the car, though. They got warrants to search Lester's cars, but they found nothing there either. When they contacted him to let him know that he could pick up the cars, the police officer had a kind of weird conversation with Lester. He was like, hey, your cars are ready. This is paraphrased. He's like, hey, your cars are ready. And Lester was like, oh, I can pick them up. And he was like, yeah. And then he was like, you're asking me where I would bury a body? What? And the officer was like, I said your cars are ready. <laughs> what? Why would he even say that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And then, so he was like, um, I don't, the cop was like, I'm misunderstanding you. Like, I'm sorry, what's going on? And he says again, so you're asking me where I would hide a body? And he was like, when did I ask you that? <laughs> right. And then Lester didn't say a word. And then the call disconnected. Okay. So, <laughs> I don't understand the context. I don't know if there was more context that they just like, didn't make public of why he said that but i don't know from all every like every weird. article i saw said the same thing that they were like hey your car's ready to be picked up and he was like you're asking me where i would hide a body <laughs> like i don't that's weird yeah very weird i don't like that so the police were like yeah lester's our guy <laughs> he had something to do with this yeah i would say so but there's no evidence and there's no body so they keep looking into Lester, you know, they're following up on some other leads, but eventually the case goes cold. Okay. Then in the spring of 2012, 60 miles away, a hiker was exploring a dried up creek when they found something sticking out of the mud. That person went in and retrieved it, and it was a human skull with duct tape around the jaw and the back of the head. Okay. So they called it in. The police came to search the area. In a mile-long stretch, they found almost an entire skeleton. So you remember the dog stopped at the river. Mm-hmm. So they must have thrown her in the river, and it went upstream or downstream or however river slow. I don't know. I guess downstream. Right. To 60 miles away. Okay. Into this creek. The remains were identified as Paige. I figured. From the damage to the bones, it was believed that Paige was beaten to death. And that was her cause of death. 
In November of 2014, they arrested Lester, and they charged him with murder and kidnapping of Paige. The arresting officer said that when he confronted Lester and told him that he had an arrest warrant, he didn't even ask what it was for. He just turned around and put his hands behind his back. Like, he knew exactly what he was being arrested for. Oh, he did say, are you asking where I can hide a body? That's true. So. So he was held with a $2 million bond, and his trial began in July of 2016. There was only circumstantial evidence, but they felt very confident they were, they were going to get a guilty verdict. So review. The evidence was the track phone with only calls to Paige. No alibi. His scent was inside the car. Um, the weird conversation with the police. Mm-hmm. A past record of kidnapping. But that's all they had. They didn't have any physical evidence. They couldn't really like prove that he was with her. Right. It was all circumstantial. Yeah, but I mean, he also didn't question the fact they were arresting him. Right. I think it's going to be pretty easy to get a confession out of him. Yeah. But they don't. He they does don't? not confess. What? Nope. He denies it. He pleads not guilty. Okay. He maintains his innocence. He had nothing to do with it. He knew Paige, but that was it. Okay. So his defense team really relies on other suspects, not proving that he didn't do it, but that someone else could have done it. Okay. They say Very that possible. there were five other people that could have done it that the police didn't really look into because they were so focused on Lester. I would have been focused on him as well, though. Yeah, me too. I mean, I would have 100%, especially after they, like, got the car back and he was like, are you asking where I can hide a dead body? Like, I would be like... Yeah, like, I don't, I don't understand that conversation, like, at all. I don't understand. <laughs> no. I don't get it. Me <laughs> No. Okay. So, yeah, they say that they don't really focus on anyone else, but I never found who these five other suspects were other than that first guy, George, but it says he has an alibi. But this trial did end in a mistrial with a hung jury of nine to three in favor of guilty. I mean, I could see that being a mistrial. There's not a lot of evidence there. No, there's not. I really thought he was going to confess, though. Yeah, no, he still says he's not guilty. Okay. Still maintains his innocence. So a second trial begins in November of 2016. Um, The only new evidence that was introduced was video footage of a white Impala circling Paige's office numerous times. Okay. Did Lester have a white Impala? He did. His wife drove it, but it was his. So his wife had a white Impala. Yes. His wife had a white Impala. Um, It was like under his name, but she drove it. Okay. Maybe she killed him. I mean, not him. Maybe she killed Paige. Maybe. Maybe she found out that her husband was seeing a... uh, A sex worker. I wasn't going to say sex worker. I was going to say an escort. Yes. Yes. I was going to say sex worker, and I felt like that was wrong. It was supposed to be escort. Right. Well, I mean, they're all sex workers, aren't they? I feel like women that portray themselves as escorts are trying to be a little classier and maybe not do as many sexual things. Oh, maybe. And, like, he did have that list of what kind of sexual things mm-hmm. they would and would not do. Right. Um, so they used this evidence of the car towards him, um, and the jury did come back with a guilty verdict for... First and second degree murder and second degree kidnapping. He was sentenced to life in prison without parole. Lester has appealed this decision and the kidnapping charge has since been removed, but the murder charges stay. Because he said there really wasn't any evidence of kidnapping and they agreed. Um, But his sentence remains the same, still has life in prison. He is serving his sentence in Fremont Correctional Facility in Cannon City, Colorado. Hmm. So they did find him guilty. Mm -hmm. That's kind of crazy to me. Yep, the second time. I don't think that I could find him guilty without a shadow of a doubt. No. I mean, he sounds guilty. He sounds creepy. Yeah. 
He does. And creepy. he sounds strange. Yes. But that doesn't necessarily mean he's a murderer. Agreed. I mean, the conversation with the police about picking up his car. And the scent being in the car. Yeah. But again, it could have been his wife. Did they look into his wife? I don't, not that I could see. Could have been his wife. She could have done it. Yeah. Found out her husband was messing around with an escort. Or multiple escorts. Right. Multiple, probably. Uh, I don't know. It's interesting. It's an interesting theory. I didn't think about that one. What do you say was his wife's car? Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Also, like, so crazy, too. Because, like, you said people didn't really know she was an escort, right? Right. Crazy. How do these people live these lives? It was, like, a complete double life. Yeah. She had a whole ass business. Right. That no one knew about. Right. And then, so, like, afterwards, I saw, I think it was, like, 48 hours, maybe, they were, like, talking to, like, one of her friends. And she was like, I mean, yeah. Now it makes sense. Right. Because, like, her house payment was, like, $6,000 a month. Mm Mm-hmm. And she owned a dance studio. And was selling Pamper Chef. Right. She was like, and yeah, baby so slings. I, I now understand that, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Pamper Chef. Right. But I don't know of anyone that's selling a Pamper Chef, too. Well, she was doing really well with the Pamper Chef. I didn't include this in there, but she was, like, one of the top sellers, like, going, like, to Caribbean hmm. vacations okay. on Pamper Chef's time. Okay. I mean, I always appreciate someone that can uh, get to the top of a pyramid scheme. Yeah. That's, I don't understand how Pampered Chef is still around. Why? They have a quality product. What do you mean? Okay, but aren't they? Isn't that illegal? Legit pyramid schemes are illegal, but Pampered yeah. Chef isn't a legit pyramid scheme. I mean, I just feel like they all are. A legit pyramid scheme is illegal, but no. I mean, I, we like loosely use pyramid scheme, but no. Hmm. Okay, because in order for it to be like a legit pyramid scheme, there has to be no way for you to get to the top. Right. But, like, you can, even if you start, like, you can build under yourself and surpass other people. But a true pyramid scheme, you cannot. Oh, okay. So, no, it's not. But Pamper Chef's around because they have a quality product. I oh, I know. Pamper Chef's awesome. I love I Pamper love Chef. Pamper Chef. I love Pamper Chef. I have all kinds of stuff. And I would own more if it wasn't so damn expensive. But essentially, it's just like an L- they're MLMs. They're not actually pyramid schemes. But right, I can't do them, as we know, <laughs> from my many attempts. I mean, they're hard work. They're very hard work. And I don't want to deceive people. I think that's probably my hardest part with it. Yeah. Because this is like way off subject. Okay. So like mom and I did LuLaRoe. Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest thing that I learned from that, like LuLaRoe would tell us like, uh, can LuLaRoe sue me still? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it all came out in, like, that documentary that they did, though. I just, the way that they handled things, like, they would tell us, like, buy, buy, buy. If you're not getting prints, you, like, buy more, buy more, buy more. And they would, like, always push, like, retire your husbands. Like, get so big that you can retire your husbands. And I think now looking back on it, it was all a way to, like, get us to be dependent on them so that we could no longer, like, so that we couldn't not sell LuLaRoe. Right. Like, I feel like that was their goal. And then also, I feel like in order to get people under you, you had to be deceptive. And I think it's like that with a lot of MLMs because even other ones will be like, oh, make sure and like use your pay card when you're and post pictures of you like using your pay card when you do things so you can like show people like how much money you're making. But I'm like, okay, so take my kids. And I mean, I would do that sometimes, but then I would feel guilty about it because I'm like, this is not factual. Right. It would be like, oh, like 
just treated my kids to fast food with my so glad I have the freedom for this with my fancy pay card from this MLM company. But then I'm like, dude, I made like fucking $12 this month. Like, it's not realistic. And I just feel like I had a hard time with that, like of trying to essentially trick people into signing up under me, like by acting like I was doing better than I was. And I feel like they push that a lot. Right. And you never had anybody under you, right? You and mom in Lularoe? No, not in Lularoe, but I did other MLMs. So it wasn't just... Well, I know. I'm just saying. Yeah. It wasn't just Lularoe. No, we didn't put anyone under us. But Lularoe was an expensive MLM. I mean, it cost freaking six grand to start off in it. I mean, it was expensive. Yeah. So, no. But I mean, I did other MLMs. Yeah. I mean, they're hard. They're hard. And I feel like you have to be deceptive to be... I just feel like in my case, I should say, maybe not. Maybe there are people out there that do well and they're completely honest. But I felt like everything that I was being told, I felt like it was dishonest. Right. And I didn't like to deceive people. Yeah, I could see that. So, But there's lots of people that do really well with MLMs. Yeah, I mean, she was doing really well. I mean, she also had an escort business, so maybe that's why she was doing really well. Right. But, like, she said, like, that she was, like, one of the top sellers and right. they would, like, take her on vacations. Right. But a lot of the times with that, too, though, it's because your team is selling. It's not necessarily you. Like, right. you build a whole bunch of people under you. Like, you're going to get those. Right. All those perks. Mm-hmm. So. Mm, yeah. I don't know. But see, you thought we were on the same page. We were not. No, we were not. But I mean, we just had similarities, like with the yeah. financial hardships. And, oh, uh, yeah. I know, but it wasn't the husband. No, it wasn't the or husband. Or the ex-husband, I guess. No, it wasn't. Because they were not married. I do just think it's interesting, though, how many of our cases, though, have similarities now that we're recording together instead of... Right. Like, week by week. Right, and I also think we're like, okay, well, last week we had the same cases, so this week we're going to do different cases, but then it's just right. the same different case. Right, so we, like, try to go, like, way off, and then it's just the we same thing. We both did. It's the same thing, but a new case. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's happened, though, pretty much since we started doing this, every mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. Like, our cases are very similar. Yeah. Or have similarities. That if we were recording separately, that wouldn't happen. Like, right. And when I say separately, I mean not on the same day. Right. Right. Hmm. So maybe if you guys don't like that, let us know. And maybe we should instead, instead of saying like, hey, who's your case about? Give like a, well, my case involves. Right. Family annihilator. Financial hardships. Right. Okay, well, I'll pick a different case. Right. Because <laughs> mine also did. <laughs> right. I don't know. I think it's probably fine, though. Because it's not like they're coming out like back to back. I mean, they're weak. I mean, there's yeah. a week in between them. Hopefully it's fine. Except for people who catch up. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Let us know what you think. Yeah. We don't do it on purpose. We try. I feel like these two were far enough apart, though. No, they were. I agree. They they sounded like they were going to be the same, but they were not. Very different. But yeah, crazy. I don't know that I could have found him guilty. No. I don't think there was enough there for me. Me either. And yeah, to this day, he still says he's innocent. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I don't know that I could have found him guilty. I mean, definitely. He's definitely creepy. Definitely suspicious. Right. Like, I would, like, maybe he sounds guilty, but he, I couldn't say, yeah, 100% he's guilty. Right. Like, he sounds he could be guilty. Right. I don't know. Kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's all, folks. Thanks for that case. We're going to go get our McDoubles. All right. Bye. Bye. Hey everyone, if you like what you heard and you want to support a small podcast, please give us money at 
www.patreon.com forward slash weekly dose of wicked where you can join one of our four amazing tiers starting at just a measly three dollars a month that's literally 10 cents a day you can join the slightly wicked after that we've got the moderately wicked for just five dollars a month followed by the awesomely wicked for seven dollars a month and for those high rollers big ballers we have the extraordinarily good so head on over check it out if you like what you see join it up if subscriptions aren't your jam head on over to www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash w-d-o-w where you can give us a one-time donation to buy us a coffee or you know like podcasting equipment which would probably be a better use of our money feel free to give us a follow on instagram at weekly underscore dose underscore of underscore wicked or you can just search weekly dose of wicked and we'll pop up because we're the only ones or you can give us a like on facebook at facebook.com slash weekly dose of wicked Or, you know what, you could just do both, because that would be better for us. For a direct feed of our podcast, please go to www.weeklydoseofwicked.buzzsprout.com. Great news, guys. We've made it big time, and you can now listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Yep, yep. Even Pandora. They finally let us in. Make sure to come back next Wednesday for your Weekly Weekly Dose Dose of Wicked. Wicked. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, podcast listener, do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for Season 9. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today.